This is the Tuesday, October 19th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action with the NBA opening tonight. And we have a little baseball as well. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham, as I am every Tuesday. But it's a special Tuesday with the NBA season tipping off tonight. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't believe we're already back to NBA games that count. It feels like just a couple weeks ago, Giannis was putting the exclamation points on that uh, amazing championship run, but ready to uh, dive into another, what, six, seven, eight months of NBA uh, betting. Yeah, seriously. Like, our muscle memory is all thrown off just because of the COVID and the domino mm-hmm. effect of one season being short and the next one starting late. But here we are, kind of like in our usual time slot, if you will. And there's a bunch of approaches on opening night. We only have two games, obviously a much lengthier slate tomorrow. I personally have always tried to fade the team that's getting their rings and the banner raising and all that hoopla. And it just has to be the right fit sometimes. Usually it's like a 10-point dog. I shouldn't say usually. Sometimes it's been a 10-point dog. It's been nice to grab the points. This one's a coin flip game. I would love the Nets if Kyrie were playing. I would be laying one and a half, two, that kind of thing. But... You know, uh, I think they have enough role players. So I'm going to grab first quarter and first half Brooklyn, uh, you know, the whole narrative. But I, I, I do like this Milwaukee team. I think the pieces are there. They lose Tucker, but they add some nice bench players and some shooting. There's a lot to like here, but it's game one of 82. I'll take Brooklyn first quarter, first half. Yeah, I'm on the uh, over in this game, 233 and a half. Uh, we know how Giannis was uh, so dominant in the postseason. I think he's going to be even more confident this season. The Nets have some bigger bodies. Uh, in the paint as Giannis plays some more center minutes, but I still think he's just too good uh, matchup proof kind of player. So I think he goes for a big game. And then on the other side, and don't forget that Milwaukee was number two in pace last year in the entire NBA. So they they like to push it. KD and Harden will gladly oblige. They were 11th in pace last season. And even without Kyrie Irving, I mean, there's still plenty of firepower there uh, with guys like Joe Harris getting open looks at threes, Blake Griffin, finding the fountain of youth, Um, Paul Millsap kind of filling all the little glue roll parts as a, a veteran, Marcus Aldridge being back with his, mid-range J. So I think you're going to see a lot of scoring in the first game. I'm playing the total over 233 and a half. All right. What about the nightcap? Obviously, Warriors, bigger expectations this year. Adding some pieces. Clay Thompson is going to return around the new year. This line has been coming down a little bit. New new Lakers, uh, big three, big four, big everything on this team. (laughs) And look, I, I don't know what to expect from the Lakers. I think they're going to take some time. This number's come down from about five to three. There's still some three and a halfs out there. I got nothing. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the Warriors light it up and get the win. I wouldn't be shocked if the Lakers' size and length is too much for Golden State now that they're still without uh, Klay Thompson. But for me, it's a pass. I do like a prop, but I'm curious what you got first. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to play the under in this one, the opposite of the first game, 226 and a half. Uh, I do agree that it's likely going to take some time for the Lakers to gel. They're also injured right now. Um, some of those key pieces they wanted to have, you know, integrated into the lineup, Taylor Horton Tucker, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, Trevor Ariza. These guys are all likely missing the game tonight in the, at least the first few games of the season. So it might be a wise dog of the day. Uh, which I have mm. to uh, take Ooh. the Golden State Warriors. I might consider that on daily wager today. But uh, the Lakers were first in the NBA in defensive rating last year. And that was, again, playing a lot of the season without Anthony Davis and without LeBron James. And I think that speaks to Frank Vogel's scheme and system and the fact that the Lakers were 
first in pace. They don't like to push the ball up and down the floor and adding all these newer, you know, I'm using air quotes, older veteran pieces. Uh, I don't think they're going to be in any hurry to jump inside the top 10 in pace this season. They have Anthony Davis. They brought back Dwight Howard. They added guys on the perimeter, I think, who can be better um, personnel defensively, like Ariza, even though he's not there, Kent Bazemore. uh, That shores up some of the um, wing defending deficiencies that they had. Um, And then there's no Clay Thompson on the other side for the Golden State Warriors. So it's pretty much just like Steph Curry and a bunch of B-level scorers like Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, um, and the like who are going to try and fill in the cracks. So this game being in L.A., them I think still having um, Frank Vogel as their head coach and wanting to win with defense first and foremost, I'm going to go under 226.5 on this one. Yeah, a couple props jumped out to me. I was curious if you had some Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Westbrook props because you stormed out of the gates last year with the triple-double stuff. <laughs> uh, he's minus 180 for a double-double. I'd be surprised if he doesn't get that. Uh, I like LeBron over two-and-a-half turnovers, minus 145. He, yeah. I, the sheer volume of passes and everything and new teammates and just the uh, helter-skelter nature of a Warriors game, I, I just feel like three turnovers is going to happen. Yeah, and look, I, th- I think LeBron is going to have the ball in his hands a little bit more than people are giving him credit yes. for. You think Russell Westbrook comes in there and all of a sudden he's dominating the ball. Uh, I'm sorry, there's no team LeBron James has played on where he doesn't dominate the ball, especially in big games uh, that are expected to be tight. So he'll have it a lot and more time touching the ball is more opportunity to not only you know rack up points, assists, and rebounds, but also rack up uh, turnovers as well. Um I'll start with this game and then go back to the Brooklyn game for some props that I like tonight. Uh, I think Anthony Davis is the most likely to get squeezed on offense while this team acclimates to the new pieces. So I'm going to play his point total under 23 and a half. He also could be matched up with Draymond Green at times, and Draymond's been a pretty good uh, defender in terms of limiting his efficiency in the past. Um, On the uh, Warriors side, probably didn't watch much Warriors basketball in the preseason, but Jordan Poole was absolutely like Clay Thompson light uh, playing alongside Steph Curry. His point prop is 17 and a half. And uh, based on what he did in the preseason, next to Steph Curry, he was averaging 31 points per uh, 36 minutes. With Steph Curry off the floor, which Poole will uh, you know, kind of run the second unit, he was at 37 points per 36 minutes in the uh, preseason. So no Clay Thompson equals massive scoring opportunity for Jordan Poole, and I think he will be called upon to be that you know secondary scorer alongside Steph Curry. Uh, back to that first game, Brooklyn and Milwaukee, since we didn't touch on that. I like Drew Holiday under six and a half assists. Uh, he'll be focused defensively on James Harden, which can lead to foul trouble. And he had a, a really, really low uh, potential assist rate against his Brooklyn team, specifically in this micro matchup for whatever reason. Maybe it had to do with focusing defensively on Harden. Speaking of Harden, I like him to go over nine and a half assists. His double-double prop is minus 170. Over nine and a half assists is minus 140. So I think he'll get the double-double, but why not get the better price on just playing over nine-and-a-half assists right. specifically? We could do it He's, with rebounds, I guess, yeah. Like could, but... Or something. Right. I think uh, Brooklyn's added enough big bodies that uh, rebounds... He'll have his triple-doubles this season, but I think it's going to be harder for him to get 10 rebounds unless some of those big guys start losing time due to injury. And, of course, he soaks up all that assist rate due to Kyrie's absence. And with Drew Holiday guarding him, you know it's going to be harder for him to get buckets. So he might be looking to Kevin Durant, who has a much easier matchup with no P.J. Tucker in the lineup tonight for Milwaukee. So I think Harden's going to be looking to create. And then Kevin Durant, over 30 and a half points. It's at plus 105 right now, and that seems silly to me. Again, no Kyrie equals all the usage and all the shots for Durant, and no P.J. Tucker to deal with defensively in a micro matchup as Tucker's out tonight equals a slightly easier matchup. So for the greatest scorer I've ever seen with the basketball in his hand and a game I expect to go over a total of 233, I think Durant's in line for, you know, something in the mid-30s, if not 40 points. 
That is cool. Um, that is really cool. I, uh, I, I, I'm excited for the NBA season, but let's not sleep on the baseball um, playoffs. Obviously, the Dodgers, uh, Dodgers down to a virtual must win. Uh, they have the day game here from Chavez Ravine, and um, I want to look. I've been biased. I get it, but <laughs> Bueller's going against Morton. Dodgers should should open open up a can here on a righty. But the Braves are good, man. They have timely hitting, and that's without even Freeman getting going. So I don't know what to expect. I, I do like the Dodgers' first five with with Bueller here. I'm the same way. I just play the Dodgers' first five run line, lay the half run, minus 115. Again, the price isn't great, but I, I, I thoroughly – people who are thinking this series is over are absolutely insane. The Dodgers haven't played a home game yet, so wait until Atlanta gets one at Dodger Stadium to start making those type of proclamations. Um, but the Dodgers certainly – absolutely can win four of the next five games against Atlanta. And I think uh, in a, obviously, you know, not do or die, but a, a situation where you want to win to, you know, improve your chances drastically of winning the series. I think you're going to get an all hands on deck, great performance from Bueller and that lineup against Charlie Morton, who is good. But uh, again, the uh, Dodgers can ba uh, bang up righty. So I'll lay the half run in the first five minus minus one fifteen. Good stuff as always, my friend. Anything in the night game? Yeah, I, not as much conviction as the first game, given the uh, scenario. But um, my leans right now, again, if you don't feel comfortable playing this without my you know, strong conviction, I understand. My leans are at the Astros. will tie it up. So I'll play them on the money line at plus 115. And I think we might see uh, more runs again. The total last night was nine. They went way over. It's now been uh, juiced up to 10 for today's matchup. And I might even go over that as well. The Red Sox lineup is white hot, and especially the lefties like Devers, Verdugo, and Schwarber can get at Granke, who's had some trouble with lefties this season. And then the Astros lineup is still as good as any in Major League Baseball. And uh, I, I'm not going to be, um, you know, worried about uh, the starter for the Red Sox uh, who escapes by – it's not Pavetta, is it? It's um, – for the, who's know. going for the Red Sox? Yeah. It's Pavetta and Granke. Okay, so it is, it is Pavetta. Okay, I was like – I couldn't remember exactly the top of my head. I knew it was a righty and uh, the red and the Astros uh, bang against righty. So yeah, Nick Pavetta doesn't scare me against the Astros. And then on the other side, Zach Grinke's had some trouble with lefties and that Red Sox lineup is hot right now. So maybe leaning towards the over there. And uh, if I had to guess who wins the game, I just take the Astros on the money line at a plus 115 price. I have to bet the Red Sox um, team total over. I mean, they've just been raking, like you said, yeah. white hot. So I will do that. Um, all right, we'll see everyone later today, 6 Eastern on ESPN2. Looking forward to it, Tyler. And uh, you've obviously teased us with your dog of the day play. Who's it mm -hmm. going to be? We, we shall see. <laughs>